Matthew Gross said. We have entered the system. No enemy contacts detected, Lieutenant Commander Cecilia Parkinson added, studying her console carefully. I'm not detecting any starships within sensor range. Captain Sir William McElney sucked in his breath. HMS Thunderchild had slipped out of hyperspace on the very edge of the system, where there was no reason to expect to encounter enemy warships on patrol. But it was just possible that the theocrats might have installed extensive deep space monitoring arrays. They were immensely expensive, even by the Commonwealth's standards. Yet the theocracy needed them. Hebrides was right in the middle of the war front. Take us into cloak, he ordered quietly. The tactical display updated again. A handful of freighters were making their way to and from the system's largest gas giant, but otherwise the system appeared to be empty. He knew it was an illusion. And then set course for Hebrides. Aye, Captain, Gross said. Course laid in. Take us there, William ordered. He leaned back in his command chair as the starship picked up speed. Hebrides had never had the industrial base of Tyre. His homeworld had been a stage two colony before the breakaway wars but his people were industrious. The loans and equipment the Commonwealth had offered them during the first few years of membership had been used to establish a whole network of mining stations and industrial nodes. They'd even produced a second cloud scoop to match the one the Commonwealth had installed years ago. But now the system was as cold and still as the grave. The installations his people had produced were gone. They wouldn't have let them fall into enemy hands, he thought. The battle for Hebrides had been savage, but the outcome had been preordained from the start. They'd have destroyed everything that couldn't be removed before it was too late. He couldn't help feeling a wave of nostalgia mixed with an odd sense that he no longer fit in on his home world. Decades had passed since he'd left, decades since he'd joined the Royal Navy. He'd thought about retiring and going home, but never very seriously. Only a handful of his family remained alive on the barren rock. His only surviving brother, Scott, had left two. And he hadn't been very close to any of them. He'd hated the planet's leaders with a passion. But they didn't deserve to be occupied by the theocracy. No one does, he thought. The bastards couldn't even bother to wait for the end of the war before they started converting the population. He shuddered at the thought. He'd seen the recordings from Hebrides, from Cadiz, from a dozen other unfortunate worlds that had been occupied by the theocracy. And he'd listened as countless refugees told their stories, warning the Commonwealth's population of the fate that was in store for them if they lost the war. The entire planetary government would be slaughtered, along with all military and religious personnel. Men would be expected to learn to pray. Women would be forced to remain in their homes. Children would be educated in theocratic schools. Even if Hebrides was liberated tomorrow, William thought, the damage to her society would take generations to fix. But my people are tough, he thought. They will resist. The Office of Naval Intelligence insisted that Hebrides was still resisting the theocracy. And while William had learned to take ONI's pronouncements with a grain of salt, he had to admit that Hebrides was definitely well prepared for a long-term insurrection. The population was composed of stubborn men and women, 
most of whom had weapons and knew how to use them. And while other planets might be cowed by the threat of orbital bombardment, Hebrides had few population centers that could be threatened. There would be a planet-wide resistance, William was sure. But such a movement couldn't hope to do more than sting the theocracy without outside help. Which is why we're here, he reminded himself. It's time to drive the bastards out of the system once and for all. He couldn't help feeling a surge of very mixed emotions. He knew the Commonwealth had needed time to build up its navy. He knew the Commonwealth needed to protect the Stage 4 and Stage 5 worlds ahead of the others. But he still couldn't help feeling as though his adopted government had left Hebrides to suffer. Hebrides had nothing save for location, and realistically it didn't have enough of a location to make up for its other defects. Liberating his homeworld had always been a very low priority.